is building a community the most important thing in sneaker culture? We'll dive into that with some stories in the news this week on Fire Footwear. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fire Footwear, a sneaker podcast. As always, this is your host, Matt Freights, Matty Ice, the Iceman, whatever it is you want to call me. I am just glad that you're here. And at the top of the show, before we get into today's topic, I just want to give a big shout out to all the new listeners and members of our community here at Fire Footwear. I've been contacted on Instagram by a bunch of people who have recently found the show. I don't know how you found the show. I don't know why you stuck with the show, but I just want to tell you that not only you sticking with the show, but also you reaching out to let me know that the show has touched you in a way. I can't even begin to tell you, those of you listening, how much that means to me, how much that touches me. Part of why I podcast is obviously because I enjoy the art and the craft of putting content together. Obviously, I love sneakers. I think all those things are pretty clear. But at the end of the day, it's that connection that I could possibly make with one or two or three of you. When it comes to content and what are my goals in this endeavor, I think we sometimes in the content game think about the end game. What does it mean for our bottom line? What does it mean for our wallets? And really, that's not my goal. And while one day I would love to be able to do content for a living, it's just not the endeavor that I'm striving for today. The littlest goals that I strive for are reaching one person. And if somebody reaches out to me to tell me some episode of mine touched them in a way, that's enough for me to sustain all the way through this long journey. And it's why I keep staying the course and I keep telling that to myself every single day. So a big shout out to everybody who has joined, a big shout out and thank you to everybody who has continued to stay loyal to this show. It is absolutely a labor of love and I can't even begin to tell you how much it means to me to know that it's touching one or two of you. Last week, I talked about myself. I got a little bit personal and turning 40 years old, I was getting a little sentimental and thinking about my life, thinking about the journey that I have taken and everything that has happened in my life up until this point. And I do firmly believe that that has led me to this moment, that being a content creator, being a podcaster was always going to be in my future. It was just a matter of the right time and the right place for it to happen. I'm a firm believer that things happen for a reason. And obviously there has been something in the cosmos that has led me to this moment to be giving you my opinions on sneakers and just to be touching and really connecting with as many of you as possible. So for that, I thought it was worthy of your time and honestly a gift to you, so to speak, of giving a little bit of insight into myself. As I said last week, at the end of the day, I am the host of this show. But I also know that while I could get personal every single episode and while maybe that has touched some of you and I did hear from some of you that are my age or a little bit older, either you're in your 40s, coming close to your 40s or a little bit over 40, it touched you a little bit to know that there are people my age in this game. It is a young person's game, no doubt. I would assume that hearing about somebody who is in their 40s or somebody who is a little bit older has to be a little bit, I don't know, there's some solidarity in us old folk out in a young person's game now. But at the end of the day, it is about sneakers and the vast majority of people who tune in are tuning in to hear my opinion on those. And at the end of it all, it's about the sneakers. And so I wanted to dive into a couple of topics this week that I think center around community, or at least I think one of them does. And the other one highly relates to it because I think that it has caused a stir in the community. 
I want to start with Ama Manier. Now, I've been a big proponent of their releases, a big proponent of their shoes. I think that the stories that they are telling through their shoes, the quality of the materials, the design, there's just a lot of things that get put into those shoes that show that there's a lot of care. And I think that they have hit home run after home run after home run with their releases from the original Jordan 3, the Jordan 1, even the Jordan 2. Even though a lot of people are not big on Jordan 2s, I thought that was an excellent release and an excellent shoe. And again, I can appreciate it as an art form. Maybe it's not something I can pull off with my everyday outfit, but it doesn't mean that it's not a good shoe. And obviously the 4s were a huge hit. And they're just going to continue to release and collaborate with Nike and Jordan brand. That's kind of how the game works today. If you think about it, we're just going to oversaturate and oversaturate. And while I have my concerns about whether we are doing that too much, and I did speak to that a couple of weeks ago or a couple of episodes ago, at the end of the day, it's how the game works. So I'm not going to hate the player. I'm going to hate the game. Ama Manier is in this business to make money. They're in this business to capitalize on what is right now a continued red hot sneaker market. And can you blame them for wanting to put out that kind of stuff? So now we know that they're going to release Air Jordan 12s, and there's going to be two of them. They were rumored last year, and we got some confirmation of that recently. There's going to be a white and sort of a burgundy colorway, and I believe there's going to be a black and burgundy colorway. Now, obviously, with every single big sneaker, especially a collaboration that gets released, there is a major marketing campaign, and most of that takes place on social media. It makes a lot of sense if you think about it. How many of you listening here scroll through mindlessly social media just about every single day? I mean, we're all walking around with a computer in our pockets that basically can get information at the drop of a hat anytime we need it, whenever we want it. So, of course, they're going to use social media, which billions of people are on, to try and get their product out there. And Ama Manier had what was a great photo of the tongue of the Air Jordan 12, their collaboration with Jordan brand on this Air Jordan 12, and what was very clearly a woman's fingers on it, basically tying the shoe. And I think that the message was supposed to be that this was for women. Now, if you remember, the Air Jordan 3 was, again, supposed to be a women's exclusive. And women's exclusive to me are kind of a tough call in the sneaker game because I think that they're very, very tough to legislate. And that's the part that I wanted to get into. I noticed on Twitter, there's a guy that I follow. I believe his handle is YouTube guy or something like that. And he clearly has a large following. He clearly loves sneakers and he has a lot of opinions about sneakers. And that's kind of where we are today in the content game as well. We all have to have an opinion right just now. And so his opinions were very strong about the fact that there were a lot of men who were sending their girlfriends out to get their size in this what was supposed to be a women's exclusive release. Now, I think that it is a noble cause to point that out. I think it is a noble cause to want these things to be legislated properly. But at the end of the day, whether they mark it as a woman's release or a men's release, it is for everybody. And this is the part where I struggle because I do want Nike and Jordan brand in these boutiques to make more of an effort to service the underrepresented portions of the sneaker population. Let's face it, in society and just life in general. And this is not a referendum or some political statement that I'm trying to make. I think it is just a statement of fact that over the course of human history, men have had a lot of advantages in this world. I don't think that it's really outrageous to say that, and I'm not pointing it out in a way to say you men are the problem, but we have been given a lot, myself included. And while maybe they're not things that I have asked for, 
They have been inherent in the system and inherent in my upbringing and my life, especially as a white male walking around this earth. And so when I see something like a women's exclusive, I think that the cause is very, very noble because I think we need to be lifting up these groups within these large populations and large cultures, such as women in sneakers. I mean, there are a lot of men in sneakers. It is a very, very male dominated category and male dominated hobby. And I think whenever I see women who are big into sneakers, it's very, very inspiring to me. And there are a lot of really, really great female content creators in the sneaker game as well. One of them a couple of weeks ago I mentioned talks with TJ. She's doing a lot of great things. She is definitely zigging where others are zagging. She has a great sneaker game, a great fit game but she's also got a lot of practical advice. And I think that it's really, really great to see that. And I think lifting those people up is a great thing and we need to do more of that. But when it comes to the actual release, how do we do that? Because it's almost impossible to make it only women can participate in this. Because while yes, women have to go and pick up these shoes that they won via raffle, and theoretically they have to prove that they are getting their size, not all of the Ama Manier locations have been checking at the same clip as others. If it were me and I were the owner or an operator of one of these, I would make sure 100% that whatever shoes left the building were at least going to what I felt was somebody who wanted that shoe to wear. Now, not all of them are going to be that because for a lot of people, especially if you are a reseller, it doesn't really matter what size you get. You just want to be able to get a piece of that pie so that you can sell it in whatever resale market is appropriate for you. It's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck. And I know that resale has taken a little bit of a dip and there are a lot of shoes out there that you can get for retail, but these big collaborations are always going to be hot sellers. And so I get it. I know that there's always going to be people who are going to be able to play fairly into the system, but are also doing that not because they want the sneakers for themselves or they love the sneakers, but because they want to sell them. But I think what ends up happening here is if there are not a lot of checks and balances in this system, that women who actually want to participate, women who want these shoes to wear them, they're not going to get uplifted the way that I want them to be in this game. And I struggle with how to fix this problem because I think that it's not really fair that a lot of men are sending their girlfriends out to get these shoes because they can't physically go there themselves because Ama Manier very nobly has made it women only to get these releases up to a certain point. And I think that it's wholly unfair for men to go out there. Like the story that I saw on Twitter was a woman went in there and was confirmed for a size that was like a women's size 12, which is some ridiculous men's size, right? And to me, that's not really fair. Maybe it was even larger than that. I think it was like a women's size 13 or 14. So my point being is that it was a very, very large size, very clearly not for the woman that was there to claim the shoes via raffle. To me, that is not fair. And the whole back and forth on Twitter was whether one, people should be calling people out who are doing this. Now, I think it's funny and ironic that on social media, people are saying, yeah, but I skirted the system. And then they're pissed. They're getting a lot of backlash. Like, don't put it on social media. It's called social media for a reason. It would be like if somebody didn't like my opinion that I put out here and I got mad that they didn't like my opinion. Well, I put my opinion out into the radio waves and in the airspace. So at this point, it's public domain. That's another story. I'm not really sure how we proceed from here because Nike has made, at least from what I can gather, a concerted effort to make women's exclusive releases. And I mean that they have limited the size run to what is mostly a women's size only. But again, it doesn't mean that men can't cop it and it doesn't mean that men can't wear them. So how do we do this? And I guess what I want in the end here is I want a lot of men to sort of take a back seat on some of these releases. Do I objectively look at the Ama Manier 12s and say, hey, that's a really nice looking shoe? Sure I do. 
I can do that for a lot of different shoes. But if I know that the entire purpose and especially the story behind this shoe is to uplift women and be for women in this culture, I know 100% I'm going to sit it out. I mean, even for the Ama Manier 3s, I waited till about a year after they had released before I got my pair. And at that point, it's fair game. But on release day, I think men need to take a step up and take a step back from these releases to say, you know what, I don't need this right just now. I'll get it later if I really want it. And that's really a call to action in sneakers in general. And I've been saying that for the past month or so. Maybe we should be buying less and appreciating more. You can appreciate a sneaker from afar without having it in your collection. I know a lot of sneakerheads who want retail shoes not to sell them or flip them, but because they just want to collect them. Again, no shade is being thrown your way if that's what you do. But my point being is, do you have to have this particular shoe? Can you not sit it out just this one time to let some of the ladies get a piece of this culture? To me, I think that that's the noble thing to do. And it's what I want more of, honestly, with men. I want us to be a little bit more aware of ways in which we can help elevate these groups of people that have not been given the same privileges that we had. Okay, so maybe that is a little bit too political for you. And if that's the case, my apologies. But the next topic I want to talk about is related to this idea of community. And I talked about how we need to uplift portions of this community that maybe are underrepresented or maybe don't get enough love. And I think that this sort of relates because in the community of sneakers, there is a lot of a divide, a really a cultural divide between the haves and the have-nots as it relates to who likes Kanye West and who doesn't like Kanye West. This is very much an us versus them mentality. And you either like the guy or you don't like the guy. There's not a lot of people who sort of sit on the fence here. Over the last year or so, Adidas and Kanye have had a very, very public falling out. Their relationship has been very, very public and in the news. And Kanye has done a lot of things, in my opinion, that have not really done him any favors. He certainly has said a lot of things in the news that have been problematic at best. And while he has always been somebody who has sort of moved the needle in terms of outlandish things and actions that, that he has done, I think recently we have been a little bit more privy to those actions and I think that we have been a little bit more sensitive to them because some of them are just downright concerning. And so Adidas as a brand and as a business in the end, and I want you to keep that in mind because it's going to be very important as we move on, decided after months of trying to keep this guy on their payroll and honestly benefit from the Yeezy line, they decided that it was too much. It was time to cut bait and they let go of Kanye West. They terminated his contract. And there has been a lot of drama between then and now about Adidas wanting to continue to sell these silhouettes to continue to sell these shoes, but without the Yeezy branding. And that's just part of it. There is obviously an us versus them with that in the beginning. And you have people who saying, I'll never buy a shoe that looks like a Yeezy. If it doesn't have Yeezy, it's basically a replica. And then you have people who are sort of supporting Yeezy and saying, I can't believe Adidas is going to sell these types of things. And then there's people like me who say, fundamentally, there's no difference between a Yeezy without Yeezy inside the shoe and one without. At this point, just don't sell us on the name, lower the price, and I think everybody will be happy. But now the news circulating is that Adidas is thinking about bringing Kanye West back. And that is on the heels of finding out that they are set to lose, I believe, $1.2 billion in revenue. Think about that, $1.2 billion in revenue. Adidas is a company, and I highlighted them at the beginning of this show long before it was called Fire Footwear, that really was behind the times when Jordan Brand came about, and they needed to redefine themselves. And while they did a great job attaching themselves to athletics and being associated more with athletes such as the Olympians and things like that, they were always a step behind when it came to sneakers and Jordan Brand. Yeezy changed all of that. 
When Kanye West left Nike and he left the Air Yeezy 2 behind and he went to Adidas, they created a Yeezy brand and he himself became a brand just in sneakers. And obviously he was a brand with his music and so forth. But at that moment in time, it took Adidas and elevated it to another level. Some would actually argue that maybe Yeezy became the number one brand for a time because there was a period where Yeezys were selling like hotcakes. You couldn't get them. And then things change, right? They become saturated on the market. Jordan brand is Jordan brand. There is a steeped history. There is a lore to these sneakers. So anytime a retro comes out, people are going to flock to it. And now you have Kanye, who is no longer part of this company, out there continuing to do whatever he is doing. And Adidas comes up for air from this decision, which I think was the right decision. And they're seeing the writing on the wall. Oh my goodness, we as a business, and I mentioned that before, are going to lose a lot of money, or we stand to lose a lot of money. And now they're thinking about how can we bring Kanye back into the fold? To me, this is very disappointing. And maybe it's not disappointing to you because you're somebody who likes Kanye. You agree with what he says. And again, I'm not here to cast judgment on you for that. But when I look at it from a business standpoint, or at least let's take it back. When I look at it as a consumer, I want my businesses to be a little bit better. I also know on one hand that businesses are not perfect. I've always said, don't always look at what businesses do publicly. You want to take a peek behind the curtain and see what they do behind closed doors when people are not watching. And everything that happened in June of 2020, George Floyd's death, all of the riots, all the protests and everything that happened, a lot of companies came out and said, Black Lives Matter, and we support this. But yet, if you look at their financial statements and their accounting statements, they were giving money to a candidate in Donald Trump that 100% was trafficking and racism on purpose. So now they're trying to bring Kanye back into the fold because they're looking at trying to recoup a little bit of lost revenue. But I think from a business perspective, it's not the right move. As a consumer, it's one thing. I don't want them to bring him back because I think that they can do just fine without him. I already gave you my opinion on the fact that I think a Yeezy without the name Yeezy is still the same shoe fundamentally. They're putting the same quality into it. I just don't want to have to pay for the name association because it's no longer there. Take 40 bucks off the shoe, call it a day, let's move on. But morally speaking, I don't think it's the right thing to do. Adidas has taken a stand, and yes, it took them a long time to take that stand, but a lot of companies don't take this stand. A lot of companies are willing to just continue having relationships with these people because it benefits them in the end. And Adidas made the call. They actually did the tough thing. And now they're thinking about reneging on that. And I guess I feel like they're panicking because they're thinking to themselves that they can't keep up with Nike and Jordan brand. And maybe that's not what they should be striving for. Maybe at this point, they have found themselves a lane and they should go down that path and try to, again, reinvent themselves in this post Yeezy era of Adidas. And to me, I think that if they bring him back in any way, it's going to sour the product. It's going to be very difficult to sell everybody on, hey, look at us now. Because at this point, I know that they have a new CEO and I know that new CEOs coming in are always going to make different decisions. I'm not here to debate that. But again, it's a matter of should you, not could you. And I think that Adidas should not do it because I think it's not in the best interest of its company. I don't think it's in the best interest of its shoes. And I think at this point, they need to move on. I would love to hear how you feel about both of these, about women's releases and about Yeezy. Get in touch with the show. Instagram at FireFootwearPod is the handle to do so. It's how a lot of people have found this show, and I am grateful for every single one of you. We are on Facebook. Search Fire Footwear, a sneaker podcast. Make sure to follow. You can even rate on Facebook if you'd like. I'd love to hear from you. On Twitter, 
at Fire Footwear Pod is the handle for this show specifically. But if you want to hit me up personally, at Maddie Ice Freights is the handle to do that. If you are listening on Apple and Spotify, please make sure to hit that follow button. Please give a rate. And honestly, if you could give me a review, that would be amazing. Keeps the show flowing and keeps me feeling like we are building a community here around the show. So please do that. It means a lot. And of course, visit the Matty Ice Media Network's webpage, mattyicemedia.com, to support the other shows that we have. You'll hear my voice on the Iceman and Coach Sports Show, which we do every single Wednesday. So please check that out. I really appreciate that you are here. I appreciate that you listen every single week. And I am so very thankful that this show touches at least one of you every single week. And I hope that this finds you happy. I hope that this finds you safe. And as always, I will talk to you next week. This is Fire Footwear. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.